Oh my god, I was so scared. In person, motherfuckers. Oh, it has been more than a year. The la- we did one in this garage yes. in 2021. None <laughs> the entire year of McMahon not Oh, I call that what do we call this acoustic? This Ooh, is the acoustic wrestler. This is, this is like Nirvana person. unplugged, but we don't away have to wait plugged for the in. other one to talk for a minute for a second. <laughs> yeah, we're not constantly concerned about our internets at our various families' <laughs> homes. I am, of course, Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. I am John Hastings. We are bringing you one of our uh, uh, fucking a dead corpse episodes of the Wrestler Ooh, Review. That's yeah. right. The funeral has already started, and the uncles have been drinking <laughs> wine in the parking lot. That's right. This episode or or however many it turns into is going to be on. I've decided Dwayne it's the Rock Johnson. I've decided it's one episode very long. That's really good. <laughs> one episode very long. One episode very long. Sorry. No, no. I think we should just do because Billy Gunn had six parts, so we should do the Rock in twenty minutes. I think yeah, the Rock. Should, well, of course, the Rock did not have the impact. Hawaii. Famous. Blah, blah. Let's concentrate mostly on all of his braggings about having threesomes when he was playing in the CFL. That is a crazy thing is that The Rock, you think about this guy who is like obviously one of the great money earners and he wanted to be, so the whole thing is like for him, his dream was to be Michael Strahan growing up. <laughs> Legit, he was wanted to be Michael Strahan and then he was in the CFL. And you know, like everyone he, in Canada makes fun of the CFL. Do you know how like fucked you have to be as an athlete to go from the Miami Hurricanes who won the national championships and were like a dynasty back then Starting They're on the, the U, Hurricane. baby. There's an ESPN documentary about it. Didn't a bunch of people oh, die yeah. in a plane crash? They got a cool logo. Everyone did blow. Everyone they, they did blow. They partied with, uh, what's it called, two live crew? Come on, did they really? 100% pop that pussy. That was the fucking thing. They, they hung out with two live crew. Oh, they fucked each I other. They l- fucked everybody. They, they didn't had, fuck each other. I don't know about that. I really, I really hope Odd two line. live crew came on. They started playing pop that pussy, and everyone looked at each other and went, my ass is the pussy. <laughs> um, okay, but here's what the thing is. Here's how I know that that's an important university. Is I remember kids at Broadview Elementary in Ottawa wearing oh, yeah. merch from like the U. And, and the Rock was on that team. He just like got a separated shoulder, and then eventually like. No. Oh. Here's what I think about the Rock is this is and this okay. kind of goes to a conversation we were having earlier, which is the Rock is a very pretty. There's a weird thing in this society where very handsome men. Just get okay. to not have to learn how to be in society. That's very funny. And then they eventually just like they just marry a very intense woman and then have like a McMansion in a suburb and a nice large SUV and are kind of like, oh, I don't know, I guess I love my kids. And here's yes. what the thing with The Rock. The Rock faced no adversity until he got there mm-hmm. and then he was humbled in the perfect way. You will not play in the National Football <laughs> League. You will go to Saskatchewan, where they don't even know what a Samoan is. Yeah. And they will be racist to you. What are you, Samoan? Was that a type of Chinese? Build my railroad, they would say, and The Rock was confused. <laughs> by the way, he went by The Rock then. And that, that in that moment, he looked yeah. up to the moon, and he went, this will not be me. And then he did what you always do in that situation. You call people that used to work with your dad, and you go to work exactly. for them. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say. It's like every single rich kid story where it's like he tried a thing that was outside of his wheelhouse, and then he just worked for his dad. Here's the difference, though. Dwayne Johnson, he faced one moment of adversity. And then he was like, fuck this. And then and then he was like, I will, I will live every day to no longer feel this. But, like, that's the crazy thing about it best. is that he at least isn't like – like, a lot of guys have that – get defeated by life and then work for their dad and then are pissed about it but he's like 
This is great, man, because mo- he knows that most people who fail in the CFL just like you have to get a job. How many people do you know that have played in the CFL? I have worked for two. <laughs> really? I don't know. So the only Duke, person I know that, yeah. Duke Ellington, co-host of the Duke and the Dandy Man show. I was an intern. Duke inter- Ellington. Duke, like Ellington or something. It's almost not Duke. Ellington. It's not Ellington. It's very close. He played <laughs> Duke Ellington. He played for, I think, Calgary and then was a sports uh, show host in uh, 2001 when I was an intern at, at the Team 1200 Ottawa radio station. So this is the other fun thing about doing these shows live is you get to watch us check our notes. Yeah, you get to watch Dylan. You get to watch Dil- first of all. You get to watch Dylan check his notes on this one because he was in charge of researching The Rock. Oh, I yeah. was in charge of researching Stone Cold Steve Austin. All I've done is look up what kind of beer did they use for Stevie Weiser. Oh my goodness, Natty yes. Ice is what it was. <laughs> Yay! We're drinking Yingling, baby. That's fucking hilarious. No, <gasps> so, but uh, obviously The Rock grows up, and this is the interesting thing about he grows up in the territories, and it's very interesting in that I believe this. I believe mm-hmm. that um, Rocky Johnson was essentially just like a child's drawing of a '70s man. Like he's just like, oh, "Hey, yeah. I got muscles. I'm gonna cheat on you." And The Rock's mom was like, "That's fine," and then looked to her parents, and Peter Maivia was just like. I will get to this man. And then just raised <laughs> their like they raised their son but like you have to understand like The Rock's grandmother is the only woman spoken positively by Ric Flair in his book. Like mm. it's never just like any other woman in that book is like I met this stewardess and then I shit in her hair. And then he talks about The Rock's <laughs> grandmother and she was like she was very nice lady. She was very good to all the wrestlers, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that she once, like Ric Flair was like showed his dick in the robe and she grabbed the flaccid penis and just had a switchblade next to it and it was just like, <laughs> I'll make, uh, like, I don't know what she said. I'm like, I'll cut your fucking dick off. <laughs> or she saw the dick and was like, well, that's very nice. Yeah. And just made him feel like he had a mom finally. Yeah. It was like, oh, or I bet you she said something sort of cutting like, oh, is that what you think is a big dick? <laughs> That's what I bet you should, because that would crush Ric Flair. <laughs> who's, got, woo, who's got a bigger dick? No, please. Oh, is it Arn? Is it Arn? Arn won't show me. And he, just, he wears a bathing suit in the shower. Well, this is, yeah, the other, and it's a very, like, insular community. So The Rock, obviously, is the, is the, uh, is the grandson of High Chief Peter Maivia, and... High Chief, Peter Maivia, and Rocky Johnson were friends. And what do you do to your friend? You fucking basically bang their sister and then cheat on them constantly. Um, no, you bang their daughter. Didn't he bang it? It's his daughter. Oh, it's his daughter, too. Jeez. So they're much closer friends. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bang your daughter? 100%. Let's yeah. go. Flex, flex, flex. You're a father. In 18 years, if one of your female friends was just like, yo, I'm dating your son, I assume you'd oh, be I'd like... I killed him. Yeah, I would assume... I like, I'm not... I've met your son twice. I'd kill them. I'd be like, I just feel like Dylan's busy and I can take also, care of this. Like, I'm not going to fucking have anyone with BPD dating my son. Like, that's not going to happen. You <laughs> What's know what I mean? BPD? It's the new one that they're diagnosing everyone with. Borderline. Borderline personality disorder. If you, I, you know what I want to be for like thirty minutes. I want to oh, be. Buddy, let's get, let's be anti mental health people. We'll fucking make so much money. That's so the I, new thing. So that'll I, be a new thing. We'll I do know some it, push-ups. Uh, sir, I no. live in the United States. Do not sit there. Oh yeah. I have seen billboards that say that we're stuck in traffic, feeling sad. That's your SSRI, and I'm like, yeah. It's not though. <laughs> Uh, you guys, you quit sulking up, start bulking up, and that's what I'll do. I'll so I went and got an. I told you this. I went and got an ADD, ADHD diagnosis, yeah. and they they were like, and the, the woman's face was the best. And this is how I know these tests are real because in her eyes she was like, "You are not going to believe this. 
not ADHD. And I was, like, <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, what is it? And she was like, crippling and intense anxiety. And I was like, how do we treat that? She's like, a lot of pills. And I was like, but you have like never met me. And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, all right, well, see ya. Yeah, it's fucking. Uh, they gave me ADD medicine based off a 20-question multiple-choice quiz. And one of the questions just rephrased ADD. It was like... With regards to attention, do you have a deficit? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then now I got a bunch of Adderall in my house. Then I'm thinking <laughs> of selling his merch because I don't do it anymore. I would just get fucking annihilated on Adderall Buddy, at 7 a.m. I remember, like, I remember you. Let's start. Let's write a script. And they'll be like, who are you? And <laughs> you I'm like, oh, so- sorry. I'm just calling the operator. You, hang on. Do you them. remember some of the rest of the review business meetings we had when you were on Adderall? Oh, because one great. of them. I got I'm, them done. Part of, one, I got things done. One on of them was, hey, man, you need to get on this ADHD medication. I'm getting a lot done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, it was so good. Uh, what the fuck? Dylan is full shit? just archiving emails. Um, so. uh, no, it's it's a fucking <laughs> it's a force of habit. So, did you know this? Did you know? Oh, fuck! He has a signature on Wikipedia. They only do that for presidents. Do you know that? No, they do it for weird celebrities. I find it very uncomfortable that they do that. He starts wrestling at 24. Also, The Rock has. He's a problem child, probably because his dad basically, from what I've gleaned, he never speaks ill of his father, but from everything I've read and heard on him, basically he's like, my dad taught me how to work out, and then he left. <laughs> like he yeah. just went. It's because his dad was a wrestler, didn't make much money, and uh, they lived in like basically community housing, and he just basically was like, here's how you get jacked. What do you do with that anger? I don't know, but you're fucking swole as hell and you're 14. I'm mm. about to go fuck somebody in Calgary. Yeah, here's the things you need to know. I'm a handsome man. You are more handsome than me. I hate that. I will be leaving. <laughs> but it's. In- Do you think about this? I was just thinking about this. It's we have the way more in common with The Rock than we should. Like, I guarantee you, you, me, and Dwayne Johnson can sit down and have a real uh, dad off. And I guarantee he would he would hug us both in, like, a, you know, those weird th- hoodies that, like, yeah. older men that work out wear that are so thin, but they never wear a jacket on top? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd hug us. Mm-hmm. Like, and not together, like you'd think. And he'd be like, I really needed this, guys. And we'd be like, it's like hugging a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine how hard his body is. I can only imagine how hard my dick would get if The Rock was like, John Dillon. Bring the wrestler review back. I'm the third co-host. And then he just says, come. I would come. I would be like, we're doing this. <laughs> so what happens is the the major thing that happens during The Rock's football career and what makes it all fall apart is essentially he has a big shoulder injury. He has a separated shoulder. And uh, as a kid, he, he got go into a on. lot of fights. The point where he started playing football was, and this is insane, he walked in. For sure, The Rock, by the way, has like crazy mental disorders because he walked into... Um, the high school regular bathroom but decided it was too dirty so then he just saying nothing walked into the staff bathroom for the teachers and since he was bigger than all the teachers just like shit in there and they were like you can't do that and he just went i just did and then he just left and then he decided that was actually rude so he just walked into the teacher's class the next day and went i'm sorry i did that and then the teacher was like, you have to play football. Here's how I'm going to explain how that how that happened. I think I know how it happened. Okay. Is he lives, he grew up in a world where literally anything is possible. His grandfather was living on one of the Hawaiian islands and was like, I need to figure out how to make money. I'm a tough man. I need to figure out how to make money 
Mm -hmm. pretending I'm tough, and he did it. <laughs> that person's wife was like, I need to be able to control a lot of erratic alcoholics across the contiguous United States, and she did it. That is true. His dad was like, I want people to think I can play the bass guitar, and I want to fuck people in Edmonton, and he did it. Yeah. And The Rock's mom was like, I want my son to really take care of me, and she got it. And that's the other thing about that territory is like it's not like the Haichi Peter Maivia like went out. No. They were all there. So like when I think the NWA tries to come in and take it over at some point and they're like, What the fuck are you doing? Because the NWA is just like, Alright, so uh, I'm Jim Crockett and apparently this is a whole island of heels. The whole yeah, island. Yeah, yeah. So are you all heels? I was on this air heels, the airplane which is crazy. people working. On the airplane flying here were a bunch of heels. I didn't realize. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go to the arena and just have to have that sign up that says white equals good, you equal bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I haven't had to break out since we were in Japan. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's how it works. Do we you, save money. Do your people speak Japanese? Because I've only put the sign in uh, North Carolinian. So I hope. <laughs> but, no, but it's also that interesting thing of the territories is... Because Jim Cornette has become the history of the territories, the that is so true. It it's is, like it is getting what he, we're getting is he thinks every territory was Tennessee when he liked it for three years. Yeah, the Hawaiian territory was Peter Maivia, and then he'd fly in a guy he would beat or almost beat. It's like Puerto Rico. It was like Puerto Rico and all of those sort of things. And P and he's a local celebrity. This is sort of something that's kind of kind of lost in lots of places, but also kind of not. In that local celebrity is coming back, but was so much more of a cachet in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It is coming back because of social media, yeah. So it's like everyone is kind of a local celebrity again. Yeah. Like, like I was doing the Oshawa Yuck Yucks, and there was like a bunch of people messaging me to be like, there was a big tit Oshawa TikToker in the crowd. And I was like, God damn, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm going to fuck this truck. I think that's what she does. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, going to drink all this gasoline and shit out a bunch of small cars. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, this guy's my dad. I'm going to offer my boyfriend to him. Um, <laughs> how, how sick would it be if it was uh Stop archiving emails. This, uh, is, this one's about... This one's a, some random number that's offering me a gig I don't know if I can do. Sorry, guys. The reason I'm quitting is I keep getting unknown numbers messaging me, and then they try and beat me up, but they can't. Yeah, Dylan Dylan is doing a new thing where he can't afford to take jujitsu, so he just randomly sends threatening emails to I tech. can't. He can't afford it. No one can afford This is the other thing about if you look into the history of jujitsu, the hell with this for a left turn, is that like basically <laughs> if you look at the way the UFC works, it's literally like proving that rich people – if they apply themselves, will win because they have more resources than us. Because like all these people that the Gracie family had to fight were just people who had to fight in the streets. And the Gracie family were like, no, actually, we just teach rich people how to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Which is why like Tom Hardy just placed in a jujitsu thing where it's like, can we stop? If you have, if you, you should have to like submit your taxes. And if you make too much money, then you just like, oh, okay, your gross, not your net, but your gross was like over a million. You can't fight. Yeah, you can't. No. You're not but allowed to But this is the learn. other thing of is that we're in this weird point where there's just weight. There's this like, like the rock. Well, the rock I is very, well. The rock is very interesting because he is this. He was. He is a blue. Ch like he is a blue chipper and all those things that he was when he debuted as Rocky Maivia. But it's actually much darker than it actually is. Like yes, his dad and granddad were wrestlers, but like and they helped him get a contract. But let's let's not fucking mince but words. He's that also man like is naturally. Fucking gifted at like but he worked out with any, his dad twice, got in the place. ring, and Pat Patterson was like, mm -hmm. 
if you'll excuse me, I'm off to kill the rest of the roster. Dude, All I want to see is this man. Immediately. People forget this about, like, um, Rocky Maivia. Immediately he's great. And if it's, like, five years earlier, then, like, he will he would not get to the point that he did because of racism. But, and that's the reason I, I got his a, dad I got news for you. His I got dad news. had a, per, like, his dad was... Honestly, oh. 10 years too early where it's like if his dad's walking around like that, there's no way he doesn't get a like a short feud with Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Rocky John. If Tom, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson were five years later and Tony Atlas was not as crazy, like literally we need to lose. He needs to ask one less old woman. I want to see your feet. And both of them are getting runs with Hulk Hogan. And let me say this. Hulk Hogan is winning and Hulk Hogan is really going to try and give some interviews with Mean Gene that even Mean Gene would be like. Well, if we say that, Hulkster, on camera, I'm going to have to answer some questions about why I've spent so many time in Biloxi. You know what I mean? So it's like... Pardon me. I was just letting my wife know that I no longer have a job here. What else about yeah. race science, Mr. Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> you know where... You know, well, I'll tell you something, dude. Let me say if you measure their brains, <laughs> which I always do. Yeah. It's a measure their brains match. Yeah. If, Tony, if he wins, Tony Atlas has to give his skull. Brother, anyway. I'm not being full of hate, dude. It is just science, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been going on a lot of GeoCities websites, dude. You'll find out what those are, brother. But this is important, is that does this happen if WCW hasn't started the power plant no. by this time? Because this is like literally they're like, hey, this guy wants to get into wrestling. Immediately, they call him Flex Cavana, and he's basically in the WWF pretty fast because... The WWF knows the power plan has started, so they need to like get these blue chippers, like you're saying, out there. But they don't necessarily have like the resources to actually train them. So he basically go like six matches, and then it's like, yeah, he's good enough, just get him in here. But, but, but it's also another Bobby you're Lashley incident where it's like, if The Rock would have had just a couple years. He would have come in as Nation of Domination Rock, and then it would have been insane. I disagree. You think he was just like he was already like kind of like a C plus wrestler immediately? He he was just very good. Like the thing is, is the reason why I take this anecdote is Jim Ross is many things, but weirdly Jim Ross doesn't kind of exaggerate. He because he'll he'll say something creepy. Jim Ross will say something fucked up, but you're like he believes that, and. Jim Ross talks about The Rock like, I have never seen someone that good for that little amount of training. I did not. Not even Kurt Angle. This is the thing. It's but like, Kurt Angle's different because Kurt Angle was already a, a wrestler. Yeah, and like, you know what I mean? Like the Rock this, is 24. This guy's 24 and he's played for the Stampeders. But like, honestly, The Rock has more of a... And I didn't think it was abnormal at the time because I was a kid who watched sports. But he has more of an analogous career to an actual athlete. Where yes. He's 1996. And he's literally, this is the thing about The Rock. He is done with wrestling in six years, essentially. Or no, uh, yeah. seven years, really. It's, it is, but it's also, it's the right, it's the only seven years he could have done what he did. Because here's the thing is you make the exact point of power plant starting WCW is on a fucking roll. Vince McMahon is fucking scared. The thing that no one ever talks about is this period. It's it was the wide only open. time where Vin you could actually go, no, Vince, you fucking asshole. We're doing it this way. He's doing anything he can. Which is what Pat Patterson, Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, and all Vince Russo were able to do. What's very interesting now, and you can look at the Fed now, how quickly they were able to steer that ship where everyone's going, oh, yeah, we should combine war games and Survivor Series. This is amazing. Dude, I can't. I can't even believe I didn't. 
No think one thought of, of that. <laughs> How did no one? Dude, I oh, can't believe it. Dylan, we are ending a podcast of seven years of asshole never. internet commentary, and never once were we like survivors. Like we gave up. The whole we were thing walking about... around with peanut butter in one hand, chocolate in the other, and never once did we clap. This is the craziest thing. It's like we never, because I think every single wrestling fan just kind of gave up on WWE. So long, we're like, yeah, and then Vince will be like, I had a new idea. How about we bring back The Rock? That's not a new idea. Okay, how about okay, we well, a new wrestler? Idea. He's a movie but star he fights now, me. his name's Dwayne Johnson. He fights me, though. And, and <laughs> he we fights don't, me. We don't film it and we're naked. And it's, it's a casket house. match, but the casket's a bird, and we're alive, and we both fuck each other and in then our dirty, dirty, pooey asses. And then I, get, they, then I get to be him, and I get to be in one of those movies. <laughs> and then I get to say, I want to be friends with Vin. Hello, Vin. It's me, Vince. Vince and Vin. Vin, Vin so the story Vin. goes, though, he had a tryout match, and this is a lot of like I can't believe they it's so funny the like differences here but he has a tryout match and it's almost the exact same as Tom McGee except it works out like they thought Tom McGee well, would well here's the difference because he has it with Owen Hart yeah but he didn't and have he's it like, with well, that was a really good match he didn't have it with Brett here's Owen's the amazing though Owen is I've said it before I'll say it again Owen's the best heart yeah. Because he was he was born at a time when Stu and Helen were tired, so I assume the abuse was minimal. Still That's really funny. heavy, but minimal com- in comparison. He could beat up Stu earlier than the other kids. That's right, could. 100%. And I bet Stu was just old enough. I know a guy that, uh, and when this is off mic, I'll give you the name, and you're going to go, oh, that makes all the sense in the world, which was the dad was too old for the son to physically attack. So we never got that closure, where I think Stu was just old enough that Owen one time was like, I'll beat the fuck out of you, old man! And yeah. then, then he was fine. So, because Brett did that with Tom McGee to be like, see, I'm the great wrestler. Well, Owen's like, I'll make you look good. But also, listen, I've been in the same room as Tom McGee. Tom McGee was the problem in that situation. Tom McGee was wearing rollerblades while conducting a panel at a WrestleCon. <laughs> Tom McGee had other issues going on. I, that's so funny. <laughs> They'll show his feet when he's wearing rollerblades. Anyway, WWE obviously starts, did you know this? His name was Rocky Mayavia, and that was a tribute to his Mom, grandfather. No. High Chief Peter Mayavia. Shut the fuck up. You know High Chief. Is a, is a reference. That's what I am late at night. There you go. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. We're canceled the rest of the episodes. Yeah, I understand. Done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he cut off my fucking joke. But he, uh, he debuts as Rocky Maivia. He's Good got name. the Everyone best hair him. in wrestling. He's got a great name. Great he's, Jerry Curl. He's happy. He's got his smile, which is, I always think it's so interesting where everyone talks about how fucking lame Rocky Maivia was and essentially... What he is now is Rocky Maivia. Like he's just being Rocky Maivia all the time online. Yeah, and then occasionally just throws in a an "I eat pussy" joke, or just uh, the thing I both love and hate about his social media. But it's why I unfollowed it. Is the amount of times that guy's like, "I'm gonna bang out of work, uh, but first a glass of tequila," and I just want to be like, "Go, yeah, I want to suck complain. my oh, I ass." I want to. Here's what. Yeah, just just to be relatable. <laughs> Fuck you. You're he not. knows he goes like this. He's taught himself to swallow it, but it's still here. And then he goes, Bleh. "Yeah." It's like Krusty and eating the burgers and Simpsons. And he's part of the fucking thing I fucking hate, where it's speak, baby. Wake Come up on. at five a.m. culture, where it's like, I get in at one. I work nights. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm not waking up at five a.m. I've had to have this argument with so many people. The new one, but and this is part of it. Do you ever have this? When people see you eating late at night, and they're like, you shouldn't eat it late. And it's like, 
I'm gonna be I, up for three more hours. I'm gonna cunt. be up for another six hours, you bag of shit. Like dog fucker. Yeah. Hey, oh, there's someone with insomnia. Let's give them another thing to think about. You <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. The only thing about waking up and then working out is good because you obviously start your day well. But it's like also you just like do it before you go to sleep. Do it like before you go to sleep, and then you're gonna be up till two a.m. And that's my whole life. Cause yeah. like that's the only fucking time we have. Well, it's also the thing of like also all rich guys who like. This is the other Here's thing. Here's the key to parenting. Have a night nurse. Yeah. <laughs> like where it's like, oh, yeah, Dylan. just get someone from a third world country who's very sad this to breastfeed yourself. This is why I, kind of, I love L.A. Because L.A., unlike Canada, in Canada, you never know who comes from money until you're like, of course. But in yeah. America, they're so bad at hiding it. They're just like, you know, it's pretty, it was pretty rough. Uh, yeah, jeans and a T-shirt, but a gold hat. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's pretty rough. My, uh, my diamond Tesla... Uh, it reflected the sun into my giant house and set my credenza on fire. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's a ni- he's a nice man and his name is David Goodman and he has if y- if you eliminate the money from it and the jealousy that comes with someone having this much money. Um, I have no he jealousy. Has great, he has a great story where he was literally biking home on streetcar tracks in Toronto, which streetcars are really nice, but like as far as city planning goes, it's the, a the, nightmare. The, it's a fucking nightmare. It's basically running through your yeah. city is a thing that if your bike wheel touches, you are about to die. So he that happened. He smashed into a freaking streetcar. Yeah. Has his near death experience. He's like a fucking financial analyst. He quits immediately, starts doing stand up comedy, but he dresses exactly like we do. More like you, actually. He's not wearing fucking Cosby shirts that he found under a dumpster. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. You didn't even pay for that? In a dumpster. Yeah, bro. Um, So, anyway, but, like, I didn't know he has, like, this guy has, like, fucking so much money, like, in the hundreds of millions, and I didn't know, and it's just like, yeah, well, and then one guy explained, was like, yeah, you just got to look at the brands. Yeah. Because it's brands that, like, don't, they're not really flashy, but it's like, if you look on the inside, it's like, wait a minute. Elon Musk sowed this for you? You just made Elon Musk become a... Was that an Alexander McQueen toothpick? That's right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this is actually a Balenciaga spit that someone put in my mouth. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, I was at an open mic, and this girl was on stage (laughs) talking about... uh, Oh, is that the bears with the things? No, it was even better. She was just talking about, she's like, I fucking struggle out here in L.A., and this other person was sat next to her bag and just looked at and went, your bag costs nine grand. And she just went, and and the honesty, this is why America rules. She just went, yeah, my dad's got money, bitch. That's good stuff. (laughs) And I was like, that's honesty, baby. That's the, that's why. I was that, like, did you know? In my, I've actually performed in front of John Cleese. That's why. Yeah, and you know what? You know what it was? It was a venue that sat two hundred. There was eight people there, and he was only there to see his daughter. And I saw him uh, lighting up something on his phone uh, with his little glasses around his uh, nose, like this, like right at the end of the nose. He looked up once and then looked back down at the paper. Didn't like what he saw. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And then you, know what I did to him. I cucked him. I fucked his daughter. No, that's true. She's very nice. She's very nice. I am going to say this. I've seen John Cleese in public twice. Let me tell you about that guy's energy. Not approachable. That guy does not seem like a, let me get a selfie with this guy. That guy seems like a, if I ask that guy for anything, he's going to just talk to me about, like, a, oh, like, like. He's like an old school movie villain where, like, he, I heard an interview where it's like, I guess Pink Floyd funded their movies like pink floyd no the B, the uh, george harrison produced uh, life of brian they couldn't get financing because it was um wasn't something with pink floyd they did like a maybe they had a hand in but i th- they think pink floyd had a hand anyway whatever they were like so you like pink floyd and he's like absolutely not rock music is trash oh no it's the beatles the you're thinking yeah. of no it's the beatles see um because he had to change the quote later because they were like i assume you love 
the Beatles, and he was like, "Why would you assume that?" <laughs> <laughs> I love a guy who's like a British, a British villain from a Saturday morning. No, no, cartoon. he's what he is is he's just an English guy who, ha- who hasn't learned to just not answer those questions. That's like, very funny. Like there's a oh English my people God. are so good at speaking down to you, but you know who's good at speaking up? The Rock. How the fuck did you do that segue? How the he fuck, spoke, bro? He spoke up, bro. He spoke up Hashtag and speak, speak out. out. Oh, speak out. He DDT'd a woman. That's in his autobiography. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this bitch fucking fucking around on and me. It, I fucking DDT'd that yeah, bitch. And that bitch? Rena Mero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. He did it. And that f- bitch was? John Asics. Kamala Harris, <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Yeah, she true. knows Luna Vision. So he was the Blue Chipper, and he um, debuted on Monday Night Raw. Against the Sultan. Of, no, it's so crazy. Yeah, Mark Morrow's entourage. What? <laughs> he was in Mark Marrow's office. No! He wasn't even. He was just fucking joining. And obviously, he wins at the all the matches at Survivor Series. He very quickly wins the IC title from Triple H. And that's the interesting thing about The Rock and the really the thing that... The amount of, by the way, uh, the Lesnar reigns of the 90s was Rock Triple H, but we just enjoyed it a lot more. Did you yes. get your gig, gig Dylan? Huh? Yes. Good. No. Uh. No. This is now. This is about other stuff. Don't <laughs> worry. This is about the Rock texting me saying, "Why are you fucking ruining me so hard?" Um. You know this isn't live. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. So here's the thing with this early period of the Rock is th- the fans hated him, and it was just a time where they just ch- they just righted the boat. They just went, "Well, we need this guy, and we need it to work." So unlike with Roman Reigns, where it took seven years for them to be like he's a bad guy and by the way who doesn't love the bloodline who doesn't i'm at the table dylan are you at the table this is what's a better match obviously triple h i was saying triple h's health problems robbed us of the kind of the the finally like triple h as the mega heel against the rock with the greatest storyline where it's like you always were ahead of me i became the face of wwe but you're who people think is the face of wwe and i fucking hate that we were robbed of that i actually don't think it was injuries that we were robbed of i'll tell you we were robbed of that by triple h becoming uh the nature boy triple h in the 2000s and just everyone going fuck this because yeah, but that's a, that's the thing. You could do it now where Triple H <laughs> has all this goodwill, but you can kind of dial it back to him being a heel. Or The Rock can be like, because Triple H has all this goodwill now, The Rock could be like, let's, uh, I fucking, I'm the face of WWE, it doesn't matter, and he's like, well, I never left. You can do that whole storyline. I want that to be true, but again, that wouldn't work because they would just do it at a crown jewel and everyone would be like, ah, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Like, it's, as much as the product is different and it's a lot more enjoyable, it is still very much based in the fact that, like, we still have memories and there's still certain Vince McMahon-style things they still revisit. Like, yes. Like, the Saudi Arabia thing now is just so fucked up. Like, it's, No, but here's the crazy thing about the Saudi Arabia It's how much money it is. It's so much money. Yeah, it's like a quarter of the money they make, but the other thing is, like... Everyone shits on Vince McMahon, but from a pure investor perspective, that's exactly what he should be doing. You're correct. He's it absolutely. He's, the, he's has no problem just doing something that like literally is like, oh, what? So I'm in line with a bunch of despots. I, don't I am give a, a despot. Shit. Exactly. And then whereas Triple H would be like, well, how do people perceive this? We need to look at because he's very much like actually a businessman versus Vince McMahon is just what's well, different types thinks of he different could beat up what's, the U.S. Like he thinks he eras. beat the U.S. government. He probably sees himself like, yeah, oh, Martin Luther King got I shot, guarantee, though. I guarantee <laughs> like, that, ins- King. that insane fucking... You know that he still apparently goes to Titan Tower to work out? 
I read this on the way. That's part fucking of, sick. Part of the internet. That is a weird fucking move. Oh yeah, I'm not the CEO anymore. I'm still gonna come here to bench though. That's sick. I guarantee he walks by the wrestlers and he counts how much they bench, and he was always like, "Got to do more." A hundred percent, he's a high level consultant. A hundred percent, no. I'm gonna say this a million times. He cannot, for what he did, he cannot be part of the business. Because right now they ha- they'll still be going through a federal investigation. Oh yes, but he's in their family. Doesn't matter. Like they literally, it's it's like it's like it's cr- it's crazy bad what he did because it's again investor money. It's crazy bad all the rapes because I like because hang on, it. but hang on. So wait, this it's is on. if the, someone wants that, this is you... how insane okay. business law in America is, okay. which is it's like yeah, he was a bad rapist, and they're like he, was, is, he wasn't one of the good ones. Yeah, that yeah, but well, like but an anti-hero. He, and, yeah, and you know what's even worse? He used the money to cover that up. That was invest. Like that's why yeah, America's yeah. insane. Where it's like. The worst part is what he did to the women. It's like, uh, oh. no, the worst part is what he did to that money. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, how the fuck? That like Money rules everything around me. Money rules. That people are tools. That's my t-shirt set. underneath Ooh, this hoodie. Rules, people are tools. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah, what's the worst merch you've seen? Uh, ours. <laughs> no, ours is the best. Ours what's is the, what's the, best. the lamest merch you've seen? There was a comedian selling t-shirts that were just his birthday. That's sick. And a guy walked up and went, is that your birthday? And he went, yeah. And he went, it's my birthday too. And I thought the guy was going to buy a shirt. And then he did not. <laughs> just his birthday? Why? Because it was a joke? Because in America, they don't pay openers to the point that they have to basically have merch or they will starve to death in between oh St. Louis and Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Um Rocky Maivia's first WrestleMania Whoa. was WrestleMania 13. Who did he face? The Sultan. That's right. He fight. I did it for The Rock. I did it. I did it rock. for The Rock. I like that everyone now does the impression of R- uh, Rikishi saying I did it for The Rock by doing The Rock's impression of Rikishi saying I did it for The Rock. And then he gets die, Rocky die. Uh, he gets die, Rocky die chance, obviously. But to be real, it's like you've already had Stone Cold Steve Austin you're already into the Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret Hart feud, which is totally the start of the Attitude Era. Yeah, it's the it is. It, I remember that because I was so it's a WCW it's guy. A double turn, and then but you, I remember because you just see Bret. There was something different about those promos because Bret had such. I'm a I, ang, like dad who never participated in the raising of children, angry about the garage being messy energy, and it was just something about it being like, oh, I can watch the shit out of this. Like oh it's just God. so just like. Well, that was like. That was back in Austin before his injuries, obviously, and, like, this is the thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1997, is that he is literally, like, viewed as one of the best wrestlers in the world, and then his promos come together. It's all, it's almost like if, I guess, Daniel Bryan, the Yes Movement, but times 80. Yeah. Like it's he's, like, th- actually people really, like, you know, not, but, like, this so is the sh- other thing is Vince was under so much stress, he couldn't just micromanage everything he also could like he killed the yes thing he fucking murdered it and they do that in wrestling all the time they fucking murder these catchphrases which is something the rock does amazingly where it's like he well, switches he pauses the smell of what you're cooking thing he fucking comes up with new shit all the time all the time and and like some of them were nightmare the it doesn't matter may he get is that the is it the what chant or it doesn't matter is it which one's worse it doesn't, it doesn't matter was bad, but the what's been like 20 years. It doesn't matter is, like, what has, like, circled back, and I'm like, this is great again. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I still fucking hate. Like, it's still, yeah. like, 
I can remember one kid did it to a teacher, and I was pretty sure the teacher was going to punch the kid. Mr. Finlater? <laughs> Mr. Finlater? What is it, Kevin? It doesn't matter what it is! That's sick. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Fuck your fucking everything. So anyway, he uh, did you know this? He turned heel. What? When? Mm. Never. <laughs> 1997. Oh, yeah, joined the Nation of Domination, one of the most um, undervalued factions ever. Spun off uh, three of the four major participants in the Attitude Era. Sorry, Ron. You're going to have to sit that one out. But and a very... Sexual Chocolate, The Godfather, oh, The Rock. Yeah. And I'm going to say this also. D'Lo Brown was a huge part of the Attitude Era. D'Lo Brown is interesting because they once he had the chest protector gimmick and then they lost that for some reason. And then here's the thing about D'Lo Brown. He looked really cool and intimidating. Not really intimidating, but like he looked really cool in that vest. Yeah. But then his chest was just a mess. It was great. I don't know. Not a mess, but it like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like we have all these other, this is the second 80s. So it's like all these juice heads. Yeah. Like Billy Gunn, who like now you look at Billy Gunn, and you're like, the fucking size of this dude. And back then they had problems booking him against people because he was so big. Like, he's like bigger than Hogan. And. Then he's like, but his whole thing is that he's not even, he's not a power guy. He's like, his move is that he like, he loves to get fucked in the ass or fuck in the yeah, ass. Yeah, it's never been established what he's actually doing That's with the, the ass. That's the subtlety of wrestling. I agree with you, and God bless it. He likes ass. What type? We'll Who knows? Watch, come back next week to find out, baby. He'll kick your ass, and then while you're unconscious, he'll fucking lick your ass. Yeah. He'll full violate you. I like to lick it. I like to kick Stick it. it. Stick it. Stick he's it. He's the one I always forget. Lick. Kick. Fuck. Get out. Yeah. Lick, fuck, get out. That was also, that, that was the original <laughs> lyrics Do you smell the what the rock is cooking? No, no, no. It was literally like, he's an ass man, lick, fuck, get out. <laughs> he's <laughs> an ass <laughs> man, <laughs> lick, fuck, get, get out. out. <laughs> lick, fuck, get out. All right. That was heel, Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Lick, fuck, get out. More like heel my heartbreak. That's what the, that's like. Rock Nation of Domination rules. It is so fucking good. It's one of the very few instances in wrestling history where they build a guy up and it works exactly how they want it Here's to. why it works exactly how they want it. Why? They listened to the crowd at the right time, and the people that were managing the rise were the two best people at booking at that time, which were Jim Ross and Jim Cornette. They were, pro they were protecting him. Because mm. they both agreed while watching that tryout match, Jim Cornette is on record, and other people have backed it up, of going, that's going to be your champion in five years. And Jim Ross was like, Corny's right. Well, and also, like... We got to fucking protect this guy. And part of the reason... And was I love Southern wrestling guys, but, specifically in certain ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Everyone like, in the South, like, that's the thing about... I'm just going to check that it's still playing, because once again, we are recording on an iPhone, iPhone 5. <laughs> I thought it would be funny, but then I was like, how do iPhone 5s even work? Well, what's also good about this joke is... Oh, it's still recording. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This was back when everyone was like... I think someone was saying this, like how social media now is like, oh, it's just super simple to become... If you want to like be successful in social media, just have 80 grand to sync into a camera. And this was back when... These were made back when it was like people just make, you know, complete films. Well, this is, the, this is going to your point of jujitsu. We're at a point right now where it's like, you want to... Do you want to be good at? You want to be able to paint? Yeah, I'm really good at painting. Well, I hope you have a hundred grand to uh, sink into search engine optimization, or no one's gonna ever see your <laughs> shitty fucking watercolors. You oh cunt. yeah, and then one guy, uh, one of my wife's friends, is really good at painting, but never learned how. So he's like just naturally good, but there's like a way to do it. Otherwise, the painting just falls <laughs> apart. Yeah, 
And uh, he doesn't know how to do that. And he sold a bunch of paintings. (laughs) 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 These rich people paid 40 grand for something that's just literally going to be like, oh, it's just going to fall out like a pancake in a well-buttered pan, buddy. Anyway, so, and the other thing is, here's why I think it's so perfect. Like, they did protect him, yes. But also, he so clearly comes in as, and now he enters in, Owen isn't in the Nation of Domination when he's there, is it? No. Is it still full heat Nation of Domination? Yeah, it's like full. He so he becomes... en- he enters in. So okay, I can take you through it because it was the weird. So it's Farouk. It's Farouk. He comes in the Hang later on. Look at me. Being Look like- at me. Look yes. at me. It's Farouk, Crush, Savio Vega, PG thirteen, and a bunch of black extras that I assume Vince McMahon hired so we could just try out different words he remembered from the trailer <laughs> oh, park. Then Farouk gets angry at everybody. He fires everyone except for D'Lo Brown. They then rebuild with D'Lo, um, uh, Kamala, mm-hmm. or no, no, pardon me, not Kamala, um, fucking The Godfather, yeah. what was his name when he was the fighting machine? Karma. 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 Um, and Mark Henry at a certain point gets popped in there. So the, the one that, um, sorry, the one that The Rock joined was just Farouk, D'Lo, and Kama. Farouk, D'Lo, Kama. And then Mark Henry joins later, and mm. they're like feuding with Ahmed Johnson. Is Ahmed Johnson going to join or not? He joins super briefly, and then everyone's like, this guy kind of sucks, actually. And everyone's like, that's true. See, That's Ahmed. when the bloom is off the rose with Ahmed Johnson. Exactly. And he goes to WCW and becomes Big T. Which is, why I think he- that, which is why I think, honestly, circling back weirdly, is that I think Rocky Johnson would have been super because like, he was ready to just push a guy who was just like, here's a guy with a good look. And like Ahmed Johnson was. Ahmed Johnson had that fucking. We did an episode on him, but it's like he has that ultimate warrior charisma where it's like, yeah, oh, like, oh, fuck, this guy's kicking the fucking shit out of people. Ahmed Johnson, the when Pearl he River came out, plunges fucking still dope. Like the oh. Pearl River plunges like and then his promos are just like, oh, this guy, this is like Ahmed Johnson just conveyed something that so many l- wrestlers can't do, which is this guy's going to fucking kill the other guy. Like this guy thinks it's real. Yeah. But this is why by the way. Like yeah. it's just like this is how you would yell at someone if you were actually going to fight them. He's so They've fucking been told pissed. that if I don't kill this fucking mover, I don't get to fucking eat, baby. Ahmed Johnson likes to eat. Uh, uh, this is why AW was smart in bringing in managers cuz I guarantee you Ahmed Johnson would have fucking headlined three pay-per-views against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, fuck, that if been they sick. had had just j- said to Jim Cornette you're putting on a suit, and you're going to go manage this fuck. This is the other thing that's very interesting. No, because Jim Cornette would have had a bunch of, like, <laughs> 30s stereotypes. Yeah. That been like, All right, here's your heel character. You like white women. That's it. Yeah. You talk to them. People are concerned you will dance. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're same as us. You ain't. Yeah. I know it, but yeah. you think it. Listen, I think you're all right. You're almost a person. Oh, God. <laughs> we should stop. No, uh, those are the views of Jim Cornette. Oh, Jim there Cornette, you go. my name is Dylan Gott. <laughs> In my, I have an iPhone 5. Yeah, I got an iPhone 5. Good Don't luck fucking, suing us. Yeah. We have an iPhone 5. We filmed this on an iPhone 5, you fucking loser. Ooh, imagine if this was on a 4. They'd Brian be last to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> You've been wrestler reviewed. <laughs> so we can sing. And it's funny because it's like the. Uh, the heel character they come up for with him uh, for is just Muhammad Ali. Yeah, no, I think he comes up with that. I think that they're like they're like you're with them now, and then because he won't even say the name uh, the Rock. Obviously, he's going with the Rocky sucks chance, and it makes sense. No, no, like, why he, he, would no see- he goes, I'm the Rock now. Like he, they keep being like it's Rocky. No, that's what I mean. He won't he won't even recognize that his name is Rocky Maivia. Yeah, that's the bet, and it's. And he has, I still think the best trunks he ever had, which was not the Brahma Bull on the seat, when it just said, The Rock, on the on the tush. <laughs> uh, and he goes on, and I'm going to say it right now. 
They go on too long. And this is how fucking fast and good he is as a wrestler. Is he's just in the nation of domination and he's just kind of mean and he's winning matches and people like it and it's fun. They go. Yeah, man. Like, he's in the nation of domination and he's one of the best wrestling promos already, two years into wrestling. And then by 1999, he's like a public speaker. He's not yeah, even but we're he's not, past We're wrestling. not skipping past the fact that it goes. So they have the nation of domination becomes the nation because The Rock takes over, kicks the Farouk out. Mm-hmm. And so you have him running the nation. And this is that. And when they're having the nation versus DX feud, which is when you get like blackface Sean Waltman. You Perfect. get the many Triple H rock matches that I think these are the best era of them, actually, because they're so without injury and they're also mid-card matches so they can actually just be like really fun cool big man wrestling matches that aren't brawls but like a lot of power moves it's a great time for all of this a lot of interference like this is the like the fun part of the attitude era they're both transformative in that like they're 6'4 260 270 guys but they're not clonking around the ring like the guys like like you look at a guy the size of the rock and the guy the size of triple h these guys are like in their mid twenties at this point, they move really, really well, and that's not something that the WWF really had in the eighties or the nineties. Like they had, like you look at guys that they were trying to push from the nineties and the eighties, and it's guys kind of pretty much like fucking um, the Godfather, where it's like this guy clonks around the ring. He's huge, but he just clonks around the yeah, ring. Yeah, they they miss a sort of charisma, and it's also that sort of thing of it's also I think generational, is that. Charles Wright's just a bit older. The Rock is a young guy. Triple H are young at this point. Mm. So they're 20. So it's also like, yeah, they're 6'4", and they're going to get banged up in the ring, but they're going to like have a Tylenol and be fine. And it's also not as taxing a style. Yes. Yeah. Like, The Rock's high spots are like a kip-up, which is still fucking crazy that he's 6'5", can do a kip-up. Like, yeah. He can, it, do a six, he can do a kip-up in his... Four, now he's 50, but like in his 40s, he was still doing a kip-up when he was on the most juice I've ever seen anyone be on. Uh, he is not on juice. He just gets up at 5 in the morning. That's the craziest thing is like I how much juice. I can not wait for all of this to fall apart. Anyone who is putting no hashtag by Natty, like Natty, yeah. it's ha- hashtag ass of steroids. And I guarantee but Joe Rogan's going to bring it's it down. Wrestling, buddy. This is my theory. Are you ready for this? Joe Rogan is a smart enough businessman to realize that he has veered a little too close to the whoopsie doopsie patch, and he needs to bring it back to mainstream so he can get another $100 million payout and keep playing those stadiums. Because at a certain point, the all tide's going to turn. Do, all Joe Rogan needs to do, which and is what he does, he just doesn't, you don't switch your views, you just don't talk about it anymore, which is just he'll just have a bunch of comedians on. Just have Tom Segura on again. I mean, they're my friends. Like we have, we both have viewpoints that I guess people wouldn't like, but not in that way. But like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if you talk to John about AEW, or you talk to me about like, I don't know, the vaccine. Women. Yeah, women and the vaccine. vaccine. I honestly think the vaccine works. I just don't think women should get it. It's weird. It's what's so weird is how often you make me watch you Why tell your wife that. Why are wasting this on women? Yeah, that you, was mine. Yeah, you kept saying. What's weird is you kept, honey, you don't need it. I'll protect you. Is what you kept saying. There's a bunch of men in third world countries that needs this vaccine. Why are we wasting it on Western disgusting you women with their droopy tits? Dylan, you don't need to yell at me. Dylan, you don't need to yell at me. You had me at yip. What is it? I'm putting it into the iPhone 5, and the iPhone 5 will direct it to where who needs to be. It's a great. I assume this will be going all onto TikTok. TikTok's long, right? I don't know how social media works. (laughs) Yeah, TikTok, that new app where every fucking video has to be two hours. Um, So he, uh, yes, he's in the Nation of Domination. Um, Eventually starts 
feuding with Stone Cold Steve Austin for the IC title in Woo. 1997. That's right. This is he's the post Owen feud with Stone Cold, mm-hmm. and he's the best version of this because how does Stone Cold Steve Austin beat The Rock for the IC champion? First thing he does is he throws that belt in the river, which is the best. That is the only time, which sucks because that belt was the best Intercontinental title by far. By far. But this is the only time. In WWE, they explain why they changed the belts. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's not just someone be like, "This isn't the belt anymore," which is like so weird because in WWE lore, I guess the champion gets to like change the belt if he really wants to. Now they they say that, like if they want to, well, now like, they no, have all the, they have all the like the plates and stuff like that. Well, the well, plates also like that's just a way to like sell different belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's I hate it. I I think it's I think it's hilarious that bear like, in mind I do have a we feel bad about like weird Patreon things we do and the WWE is like no let's do nine title changes so these losers will buy four hundred dollar belts yeah I hate it but what I don't hate is the fact that how Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, be- wins the Intercontinental Championship is he drives the Austin three sixteen truck into the Nation domination gives them all stunners on the hood and pins the Rock yeah because he can't wrestle the match because two months ago. Owen Hart destroyed his career. This is something that's not talked about enough with Steve Austin. Steve, the Attitude Era almost would not. This, by the way, this feud. Would, there's no fucking way this could happen now because it's literally a guy who's bicked his head, looks like a white supremacist, beating up first. Hey, for, before you even get to the beating up, drives a truck. A la many different rallies that have ended this That's way. That's true. Yeah. He, Fuck. He essentially Charlottesville's the nation of domination. <laughs> Charlottesville, the good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much so that they have to, the famous line of like, this ain't a black thing, this ain't a white thing, this is a me a kicking a your ass thing. And then they're like, well, that's dealt with. And everyone knows it's not racist now. And yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. Lone white guy? Everyone knows that that man wearing a vest with the Terminator skull on the back of it absolutely loves Malcolm X. Okay, <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a race thing. Here's the stipulation the match happens in a protestant church yeah and i get to burn the quran at the end <laughs> it's, like, it's just like oh no yeah we are taking no sides in this match except this is for not a race thing though yeah except you're bad but that's the thing in the 90s every all of the people who were like in charge of all entertainment were all white so it was like you could do that you could be like it's and not racist well he said it's not racist and there was also <laughs> the, not racist. there was also the idea that it was the end of history and all problems were solved because we defeated russia so it was like yeah that's uh, true sorry black people racism isn't a thing anymore and they're like wait what <laughs> he's like are you guys stupid because that's what my grandfather says <laughs> like, <and he laughs> oh that's good stuff uh okay ken shamrock oh yeah but ken shamrock ken shamrock is weirdly ignored as an attitude era figure but he, he was is. he's the na- he's the model rick martell of the attitude era I think it's interesting because every single other thing about the Attitude Era and works the boss man so of the well. Attitude Era, the boss man. That's right. The every single thing about the Attitude Era works so well, except for Ken Shamrock. Everyone else is so good. I disagree. Ken Shamrock. Who is bad? Who is bad in the upper mix of? I wouldn't say Ken Shamrock's that bad. Ken Shamrock's in there with tests where you're kind of like getting in the zone. Like we remember them being kind of meh, and then you look back and you're like, "This is awesome." <laughs> No, give, test is test. Give me is. the grade, test. <laughs> Ooh, test me. Test me. I'm fucking scrot hole. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. I fucking want to get fucked up my ass. By test. By test? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
good thing we cleared that up. Yeah, as long as we're both on the same page. Like, <laughs> I know the show's ending, so we need to get some stuff straight. Who and the trust? first thing I want to get is both of us want to have sex with Andrew Test Martin when he was portraying the gimmick of a leather mom- pants. Yeah, yeah, the leather. Of course, the leather pants. What do I, no. I don't want the TNA short shorts. Yeah, I don't roided. want the Andrew Martin. He's full Oof. of rage. Disgusting. I want, a, I want the hopeful Motley Crew bodyguard, baby. Small balls, one slap against my taint. That's good because of the steroids. <laughs> of course, I want I want large balls. <laughs> so, The Rock feuds with Ken Shamrock, and I mean it's it's a showcase for sh- uh, The Rock because, and this is very important, he kind of has to handle all of the promos for this. So it's kind of the first time. No, no, he doesn't have to. He has to handle all of the promos for this. The Ken Shamrock's main problem, although weirdly now his shoot interviews are enthralling, but he was terrible promo. I um, that was before they were like. I want to date my sister Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan Shamrock's my sister, even though she's my girlfriend, and we do like a role play. Don't worry, this will catch on in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Where she's Frank my watches. fucking stepsister. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What was your favorite part of the Ken Shamrock wrestling myth? Mine was that Jim Ross would often bring up as a youth he slept in cars. I like that he uh, was getting in the zone. That's right. And then that meant that um, Xbox said that meant that he was going to beat off. <laughs> that was part of the blackface. I, uh, I'm i going to say this also is um, Ken Shamrock. Uh, another thing that came out of the Attitude Era is two kids at my elementary school slash high school would say, I'm like Ken Shamrock. Sometimes I snap. And one of them did it while we were playing volleyball. And I remember the t- gym teacher, Mr. Bifulci, threw a ball at him. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing Fuck is... Fuck off, Joel! I think is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously we get... And this is so... This is this is uh, King of the Ring here in 1998. Is, and this shows, like... I don't know. Who is who is a big Ken Shamrock fan in the Me. back? Was it was that a Vince thing or was I that think it, I think it was actually a it was a bit of a Vince thing, it seems but like I, a Jim Ross. It's thing a Jim Ross like, thing. It's an I think. actual fucking athlete. And Jim Ross is not wrong, and how they used Ken Shamrock kind of worked. But I think actually Ken Shamrock's problem. They should have just stole Taz. They should have just had him come out with the full lines. Then that's that I don't understand why they never. This is something that I never have understood, and why they're not doing it with Hook. It's just. What made Taz was a five foot one guy that they convinced the meanest wrestling fans ever that they were like, but this guy's cool. The good thing about Taz did that they actually used his height to their advantage, where they would have all these fucking massive guys, and they do this in every action movie. I don't know why they don't do this in wrestling. Taz is a short, stocky dude, massive guys around him. If you're watching it for the first time, you think, oh, the, which one of these massive guys is coming out? They part ways, and it's just this like stocky dude, and then you see his suplexes, and you're like, holy fuck. Let me tell you how you do it. And this is one of the most subtle things, but it is absolutely superb wrestling storytelling. And it is an, it's one of the best moments in ECW, which is Sabu and Rob Van Dam have cleared the ring after Tommy Dreamer Raven. Jerry Lawler and Jim Cornette are in the ring. They beat the fuck out of everybody. And all they do is... No, no, no. They do something better, which is Rob Van Dam drops his chair, Sabu jumps out of the ring, mm-hmm. and ba- Bill Alfonso goes up to Jerry Lawler and goes, no, we got to... Like, now, 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 now. And yeah. Jerry Lawler looks confused and is like, what? Be- and it's in the idea of he doesn't really know ECW, and Bill Alfonso basically pushes him out of the ring, and Rob, and they run, and then Jerry Lawler like looks back and sees, and that's the last image, is they run through the crowd, and Taz walks to the ring, lights a t-shirt of fire, and walks back to the ring. Mm. And that's stuff we need to get back to in wrestling, because all that is saying is, it's exactly that this is intimidating, but it's also, it looks fucking cool. They don't use, 
they do, they do so much stuff for generating clicks of like they want to make every entrance surprising and stuff like that, but they do it the same way. You mm -hmm. the the ECW stood out in the Attitude Era, even though at a certain point the WWE and ECW were doing the same thing. It's because ECW kind of had to use all of their problems as positives. Taz is four foot nine. Okay, let's get him a step ladder and let's make him look scary. Sabu is on drugs. Okay, let's get him to fall into some stuff and let's film that. <laughs> he won't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where I think that that could really be used now. And then looking back at WWF, then they're doing exactly that, which is exactly they just let Steve Austin can't wrestle. His neck is broken, and they're like, hit these people with a car, win the belt. That we we just but need no, to keep you in the conversation. Are, the Taz thing, the Austin thing, they're both anticipation. Yeah. Like, it's like that there's just no use of anticipation anymore. <laughs> you have to, like, which I get it because it's like, oh, this is actually going to be a really slow build. And then the TV station's like, uh, TV's slowly dying. This is one of the last things people will watch. You better have fucking Roman Reigns on every fucking show. You know what I mean? Obviously, now they don't. But um, anyway, so they just turned themselves into the nation. And The Rock is really. They saw it's so funny because they're going into the attitude era, but they soften the nation so much. Well, it's and a very interesting thing is they never really do a nation breakup in that way, in that it's basically it hits WrestleMania 14 and they're still feuding with DX, um, but it's like less so and less so and less so. And they're still feuding with DX in the summer, and you have Triple H gets the Intercontinental title from uh -huh. The Rock. And then I think that then The Rock is kicked out for losing. They do a thing, and then suddenly The Rock is a babyface in this way of. He had been such a charismatic heel. I remember people were like, "He was just too good." He was too good, and people were excited to cheer for him. And they do the one, they did the most amazing thing, and it's weird. Survivor Series Deadly Games is the reason Vince Russo does deserve some credit. That is the best version of Vince Russo booking ever. That pay per view is so fucking weirdly watchable. It lives up to sort of every expectation. It does a riff on the Montreal Screw Job perfectly, and we get. Um, um, Rocky, uh, The Rock, the corporate champ, the the yeah. first and best heel of the Attitude Era, and the perfect encapsulation of how you do an arrogant, shitty, like '90s heel of that era with the terrible fucking shirts. The perfect opponents once he's won the title is he's immediately in a program with Mick Foley, and I think and Mick Foley shows the world how you fucking make a champion. And I think that this is a. Um a thing that only really I've seen MJF lately, which is the Rock character works so much better as a heel, but everyone, he's such a good heel that everyone cheers him, and then he goes to become a babyface, but then it's like kind of lame and rinse and repeat. And that, and that's really what happens. That's but exactly what happens. And you can see with the MJF character when this is being filmed is when uh, William Regal is now, I think, managing MJF. I am very confused. In typical AEW fashion. We're teasing it. Whatever. <sighs> Welcome to AEW. We're going to do something, and it's going to take just long enough for you to stop caring. <laughs> so continue. What? Did you care about that? I did. Well, you won't in a bit. <laughs> um, but you get the corporate champ, and you get this amazing moment where Steve Austin, because of that injury, is still, like, it's, again, that thing of it's a year later, Steve Austin is still having to rest a lot because his, he is both the champion and also a man with no neck. And so they rest it. And they basically just, they're like, I know what to do. We'll make The Rock a motherfucker. And they put him with McFoley. And this is the seasoning on top of the fucking delicious. I don't know what to say, but th that feud is for me what makes The Rock 
because he's this vicious son of a bitch who's beating this like beloved wrestler. We get a Mick Foley title run out of it, which I don't think is nearly recognized enough as an amazing moment in the Attitude Era because that is... There's so much stuff that WWE and that fans like now, like when Kofi Kingston give him the title, that comes out of the fact that they gave us a Mankind Mick Foley title run. People got so excited that Mick Foley was going to win the title that Tony Schiavone told them on Nitro, and like 800,000 people were like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll watch that, and yeah. went and watched it. And all of that is The Rock is this really amazing sort of moment of he's given all of these times to be different things. So when he finally sort of comes out the other side and leaves the corporation after this, he's The Rock that we now all know and love forever. You know what I mean? He, sure, he loses his hair. They do that weird Hollywood rock thing after, like, in the run-up to WrestleMania 19. First time I ever saw an MP3 player on television. And he was just <laughs> holding it backstage. I just remember, that so lame. remember when they used to put the weird hand strap on all, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the straps for your bicep, because fucking everybody's going to know you're jacked and you have a phone. Yeah, bro, you got to fucking go for a run. And I was going to do a scream. <laughs> but this is, uh, the, subtle, the subtle stuff they do is like, which I really like, mm -hmm. is when he takes over the Nation of Domination, the the rock, they change the name of the, um, they change the name of it from the Nation of Domination to the Nation, the when Farouk did it, it was like, this is about a movement. And then when The Rock was... It's about me, baby. It's exactly. And then yeah. that sets up The Rock going crazier and crazier and crazier, which obviously invents The Rock character where, like, he's just making fun of people. And since the Attitude Era at its core is just about being mean... Yeah. He becomes a face because, like, oh, well, we made him a heel, but he's becoming a face. Like, yeah, because the whole thing is... If a girl's a bitch, you can fucking beat the shit out yeah. of her. Another way to look at it is that the Trump presidency to, yeah. is when America did their own attitude era. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing about like The Rock. Honestly, so funny as like a Democratic ticket is just like, oh yeah, he would just be like do a wrestling promo on whoever, call them like you never ate pussy or something. And My then favorite also thing be is, like, do you I believe whatever you guys want me. Do you to. remember? And this was right before pandemic 2020 when people were like, well, I think Trump's going to win because the economy is good enough and America sucks. And the I will never forget this. It was something like the New York Times did an op-ed on maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson should run for president. And one of the comments underneath was, maybe the president should just be someone who knows what that job is. And I was like, it's not good when the New York Times is like, I think the guy who smells what I'm cooking should be the president. And then <laughs> someone who didn't even give themselves a photo is like, or someone who's done a... Or a politician. Or a politician. Someone, or someone who, who's run something. Someone who knows actually... Someone who's been a mayor, maybe? Someone who's maybe run a school board? Not, <laughs> not a guy who's... Who, who's not just a brand new roid head? Yeah, not a guy who divorced his wife but still makes sure she's his manager. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm going to say it. That creeps me the fuck out. As a divorce... Why? something up oh he just runs her shit yeah there's i that that they i don't know it's just one of those things where i'm just like the i feel like you had a loveless marriage for some so. time i feel like it's like child support he's just like here's a way more direct way to get child support but i think their daughter was like 19 like they divorced weirdly late like because i think he had his daughter before he got into wrestling well, maybe he was just like listen I'm going to cheat on you. Honestly, I've been cheating, but like it's about to go to a super Nova yeah, like fucking... We've been doing it. We've been going Paul Stanley level of cheating. We're moving into Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so The Rock, and I think this is interesting too. Oh, here we go. He changes his 
attire, and I know this is such a micro yes, thing. Yes, yes, no, go on, baby. But he just—he's the only guy I've ever seen wear a t-shirt in the ring, and it's like this is fine because he's wearing the shirt because he gets um. Well, he does so many roids, he's starting to get man boobs. Gyno, yeah, he gets yeah. gyno surgery. Yeah, so he—that's why he. he uh, has to wear. A that's why he wears a tracksuit for the I Quit match. But it's yeah. all, it looks great. By the way, that's I I love that when it's like it's a no holds barred match. So they're not going to wear trunks and expose their skin. Yeah, they're going to wear fighting clothes. Yeah, like a like a fucking old uh, what's oh my god, like old uh, old Southern wrestling where it's like yeah, it's a bunkhouse stampede yeah. on a pole in a dirt cage match, and you get to fuck a pig if you want to. Here's the thing. You want it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? They're so soft. Um, Ooh, you leave it in, try to make also, a man But it's also, by the way, the pig. point, it also it gives the ECW's attire a logic as there's constantly mm -hmm. people being thrown yeah. at you, so why wouldn't you wear tracks, pants, and a t-shirt? What are you going to do? Other than the major thing about ECW, which was hilarious, where it's like, there is no rules. There are, ooh, you could literally bring a sword and kill someone. Oh, there's a rope break. <laughs> there's yeah. no, if you don't break after the rope, ah, oh, yeah, that's a real demerit. Yeah, I mean, there's some rules. Uh, he full stabbed him, and now he's dead. But his hand was on the rope, so he's suspended for one day. Yeah. In the, at the top of the ECW arena, Kimono Wanalemi is talking to her lawyer because oh, I no. accidentally locked her up out there. <laughs> but she's holding onto a rope, so yeah. I have to let her in. Yeah, it's very weird, the things that my dad, a lawyer, made me sign. But this is also like, so this is obviously, um, this is in, oh my God, what's the fucking Bret Hart? Wrestling with Shadows. Wrestling with Shadows, baby. Wrestling with Shadows, which is like the 98 Royal Rumble is honestly at the same time an amazing. No, this is uh, it's not Wrestling with Shadows. It's um, the Mick Foley one. The wrestling Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat. Piss in my ass. This is in Beyond the Mat. He uh, hits uh, the Rock. He's supposed hits him to with hit. Chair. He's supposed to hit. He's hit him twice. He's supposed. No, no. There's, there were five headshots throughout the match to get him so there's a moment the moment of the ending was supposed to be he hit him five he handcuffed him and hits him five times to get him to where he was with the camera position uh head down away so they could put in it's i quit i quit the recording of they it took something like 17 shots to the head to get there because they were in the wrong position for the start of the end of that sequence but he kept turning back so basically Foley kept turning back and the rock Thought the whole thing was he was supposed to, so he just fucking yeah he didn't it's, hit him so many he hit him like eight more times than yeah. he should have. It's also weird is that like Mick Foley then goes after the Rock. That original spot, that the idea <sighs> to tell someone that was the original spot now is insane. It is to really like, insane. We're I'm, gonna handcuff me and smoke me in the fucking head. Can you I say NFL level athlete? Hit me as hard as you fucking can with a chair. So apparently the Mick Foley, and he's written about this in a book, was a bit pissed off about the whole thing. Yes. Well, because his family was in the audience. I understand, but go and say something to the guy. Like, it's also that thing of, like, yeah. don't wait three years and write it in a book. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, The Rock can be many things. I no, guarantee he did say you, it to him behind the, beyond the mat. He fucking starts. I don't think he did, because I think in his book he kind no, of. No, he gets in the back, and he's fucking yelling at him. All right, good. I thought I misremembered it then because I remember it was like years later and he was like throwing shade. No, Mick Foley. Here's the thing about Mick Foley. He, we always think he's an avatar for us because he's like. No, he's not an avatar for no, us. No, he, he like fought Ric Flair in yeah. the back. Like he will fight somebody. Like, well, you have to. Wrestling. With, Especially when he came up. Here's yeah. the other thing that you've. Okay, this is the difference between comedy and wrestling. In comedy, at a certain point, you just have to go, no. And then everyone fucking calms down in wrestling at a certain point you have to punch rick flair in the face and then everyone so like, it was oh, 11 cool. times instead of five, five. and uh five shots um 
five shots obviously is already fucking insane yeah five shots is really is a real how do i say this now if someone bumps their head and this is actually how it should be they stop the match and like because of fucking diseases yeah but also in the ufc like they um a guy blew his nose into a guy's his nose was filled with blood and at the end of the fight he knew he was losing so he blew his nose into the guy's eyes so that's and so that's that's so it's I so want, funny. It's like some sports they care know. so much, and then other sports it's like yeah. I mean, he had a bloody dick. He got tested. He had HIV. That was his advantage in the fight, the and he used it. They finally do a giant expose on Dana White in the UFC. Oh, buddy, Fight oh, Island. My, like, pardon me. Like people, if you think FightfulSelect.com was able to un- unearth some fucked up shit about wrestling, when they turn their Woodward and Bernstein level investigative <laughs> journalism on Dana White. Oh fuck yeah! Who the fuck are Fightful Select and how does any like they're like Fightful Select reporting that Triple H took two shits this morning? Like where yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. they got cameras? What the fuck's going on? I think it's like probably I don't know. It's whoever can. Oh I don't know, John. Are you familiar with this phrase? Control the narrative. I've never heard of that phrase before, but let me tell you, Dylan. Since this podcast is wrapping up, have you thought about let me let me say something? Oh, crazy. do you want to start a right wing wrestling organization? Not just right wing, alt right. Oh God. Yeah, that's right. Richard Spencer in the ring versus decency. <laughs> When's <laughs> that going to be done? You think? What control your narrative? No, I just right wing things, or no, like alt right things. Oh, all right. All right's done now. The, it's now oh, just, now it's just the right. It's just the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So did you know this? Did you know The Rock apparently won the title? What? When? Mm. Now? Multiple times. Name one time he won the title. <laughs> I can't. I, even though we just talked about how much I love Survivor Series 98. Watched it at Liam Kendall's house. We got really. Uh, it was. I remember it was the first time I ever ate dinner at nine p.m. and I was like, "This is fucking." Oh, we are dancing with the devil tonight, bro. We are living. <laughs> so that's Yo, also- we can just go in the fridge and get whatever root beer we want. You got barks and mug. Who fucking lives here? That's crazy. Who fucking lives here? Uh, halftime heat happens. Oh, I forgot all about halftime heat. I could never forget about halftime heat. That's so. There's so many great ideas they have that they just fucking blender. My favorite the- part of halftime heat. Uh, rock poses for no crowd. That man's a showman. That's so funny. Halftime Heat. M- Mankind Rock Philly. Here's the thing with Mick Foley kind of doing a podcast and hanging out. Here's what no one remembers. Mick Foley is the... Mick Foley is like the fucking... He's the Ron Gronkowski of the Attitude Era. Essential, but never really thought always of as injured. essential. Always injured. Always, always injured. Always injured. Always rude thing about to women. Mick Foley is like... The guy really only has like... What like four years in WWE as a wrestler? But what what a four year run! Yeah, I mean, obviously he wrestles after that the Orton matches and all this, but like the yeah. TNA run. The but he just say- fucking kills his fucking body. All these guys. Because like, here's what it is: this the, is the this the is three guys who I guess well, I guess four. You say Triple H is four, but like the three I'd say main. People. I actually can relate this to stand up comedy and Mick Foley, and this is something that is close to you and I both are in weird parts of our show business careers where we're actually able to earn. A pretty decent living. We got to hustle for it, but like we're always on the watch out of like, oh, can I make some serious money? All right, here's what we got to do. Let's do it. Mick Foley was like, he got to the WWE, and I guarantee a doctor was like, hi, come here. Your spine will be gone in five years. <laughs> You're dead now. Yeah, like you're haunted. I have filled out your death certificate. It's I'm just leaving the date. 
I have the way. <laughs> and he was like, understood. And he just went out and earned money for his kids. And then like, and say what you want, but like without, here are the following people that are not as big as wrestlers as they are now without Mick Foley. The Rock, Triple H, Randy Orton, The Undertaker. Like Mick Foley fucking is the reason those guys got where they are the way we know them. The Rock in particular. Whatever you want to say about that Royal Rumble match, that it was so fucked up to watch. Like, Do you remember watching? I remember being like, holy shit. I didn't watch it live. I did watch obviously, it live. Obviously, but like... Um, this was an era where so many of my friends' parents got divorced that I had like two years free wrestling pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah. Just, just fucking give him whatever he wants. I just need to think. <laughs> yeah, just, just, I just, I just, just, just want to hate that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Rock leaves the corporation. He starts feuding, and this is really when you get like, and this is gonna sound weird, but looking back on it, functionally, it makes sense that the McMahon family would be so involved in the storylines because they're getting, they're having such a difficult time finding characters that the audience hates mm-hmm. because the rock is basically a face obviously austin's a face you can't really make people hate mankind the only one they really have left is triple h because shamrock goes back to the ufc like that's really true and i have a question about shamrock and leaving and all that sort of time has it ever been explained why he left the wwf and then gave a bunch he of wanted inter- to fight gave a bunch of interviews in those weird blue glasses he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight again. He didn't. But why like did he, why did he buy those glasses? That's what I can't. No one can. <laughs> see. That's his fucking non-wrestling glasses. So that's how he lets everyone know. Yeah, and also yeah, and this is also when you get the Ken Shamrock promo of uh, when he says to Tito Ortiz, "I am going to beat you into a living death." That's the UFC. Thing. This was and the then Tito Ortiz laughs super hard. This was the Ultimate Fighter weird Tito Ortiz Ken Shamrock where I think that the producers made the mistake that season of like we better create some drama and then they were like. Oh my God, Tito Ortiz just went and got a broadsword. Oh, okay, we need to go calm this down. Yeah. No, that was that was a really funny thing. We just gave like, coffee to meth ads. <laughs> um, Tito Ortiz was great during that time. He would call into wrestling shows and be like, "Fuck, I'm going to beat up your boy, Ken Champ." Like we we're all friends with him. <laughs> I don't know because he's he's I, also like this was so by the way this was by the way he's my- a QAnon guy, yeah. Oh yeah, I got Huntington t- Beach, baby. Okay, for me, for it. yeah, He's the mayor of Huntington Beach, and then they had a vote, and they were like, "This guy's actually wow." Sorry, we got this one wrong. And he had to fucking give oh, up. Oh, I remember, bro. I live in California. Huntington Beach is, and I've done a lot of gigs there. Let me say this about Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is not Irvine, California, which is when I get off the train, and a guy clearly had installed a flagpole in his front yard to fly the biggest Q flag I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh God, the crazy. The thing is, here's what I do not get about the Q flag is um, if you think it's like a giant conspiracy and these guys can literally have sex with kids, why would you have a flag? Wouldn't they just kill you? Well, seeing as I live in America and I actually have to speak to people because it's about a million to two million people believe in Q. That's sick. um, I can tell you because I had a long conversation with a comedian uh, who definitely believes in QAnon, but I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to get into all that. Okay. Um, which is uh, Q knows who his followers are, and he protects us because he's inside the government. He's got Q oh. clearance. Oh. Yeah. That's good. That's So that's why. That's why they're able to do it, and it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we I got- know you're all thinking, what happened to Jim Brewer? Do not Google it. Do not do it. 
Oh, Jim Brewer's, yeah, Jim Brewer's gone. He but is his podcast. This is how you know it's a bad pot. It's a podcast that's about to get into a type of politics that's intense. If you just he has see a podcast, well, of course he has a podcast. Welcome to the Brewerverse. The uh, Brewerverse, the Brewerverse, baby. His guests are just his fans. You that's fucking sick. That's <laughs> fucking sick. You pay enough on Patreon, you can be a guest. That's he, a that's a fucking. It's a great idea. Amazing grift. But. Here's the best part. Okay. Do you want to know what his setup is? No. He's got a full producer in like another studio, and he's just like how we record on StreamYard on his phone. One of the times he's like, "Let me get set up." And he takes a bite of a muffin, a sip of coffee, and the cam- hes like this. <laughs> oh! Oh, they can't even see you, by the way, because I had to tilt it up because we're so fucking jacked and tall. We're so fucking hot. So I think this is the greatest team in the history of wrestling, which is uh, the Rock and Sock Connection. It's absolutely the best team in the history of wrestling, and also it's the best. Literally, it's also responsible again, for wrestling's high point. They are responsible for the highest rated um, uh, moment in uh, the Monday Night Wars or in no, Raw history. The highest rated moment in. Oh, here we go. What is it? It's like honestly, Sable it's like, walking fuck. to the ring. No, it's <laughs> it's Undertaker versus like. The Rock in some like throwaway Raw you would never even think of, but it's just everything was like it was like for the title. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Why not?" Okay, interesting. But I know it's one like it made it was a it was huge. Yeah, it was huge, and also this is like is it like an eight share? Like it's something like eight percent of America watched it or something. Eight point four, yeah, uh, oh eight point four Nielsen rating, one of the highest rest <laughs> ever. I and this also hate. I knew what the fucking rating was. I, fu- I do not. I had to. Sit and remember my bank pin code, and I pulled the <laughs> Nielsen rating of The Rock. This is your life. I know. What was that? But this is also very indicative of everything, I guess, with art, which is this happens. It's great. It's ten minutes long, and it leads to forty minutes. The worst segments in the history Ever. of wrestling. Katie Vick, you can draw a fucking line. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right there. The, because this is what Vince Russo wanted, and this is what Vince McMahon wants. Vince McMahon wants to basically feel like he wants like an action TV show. But the thing to remember is whose idea was it, this uh, segment? Me. It was McFoley's. So it was mm. McFoley is a re- Mick Foley. You know what McFoley is? He's a man who's going to keep a job, and he's like, "What do? What is? Because uh, also, I think Vince Russo's gone. I think Vince Russo's in WCW now. Oh, and by the way, this is his actual high school girlfriend and actual h- football coach. So when he says like something about pie and yells at her, that's like real stuff. He's like really angry. At yeah, her. he is really angry at that football coach, and because the su- the subtle thing is, why don't you let me fuck your wife, bro? <laughs> why can't you fucking let me fuck you still? Yeah, you yeah. Bitch? And also, is this the de- debut? This is not the debut of Yurple the Clown. Yurple the Clown debuts. Uh, at the hospital when uh, mankind yes. is, uh, um, yeah, I'm gonna say the this again. Sammy Zane, do, yeah. do you want to know who? Uh, do you want to know why the, all those pre-tape segments work? I, this is what I'm dawning on. All the good ones. It's Mick Foley. Here are the good pre-tapes on Raw that have worked. When Mick Foley was the commissioner and you went to his weird office and he would hang on the gavel. Oh, it was fucking great. And as a result of that, we had Teddy Long putting people in tag team matches for over ten years. And then before that, yeah, the. Mick Foley is responsible for all good things, and then the fact of no one went, now, Vince, the key to this working was we had Mick, who's a charismatic performer, and he went, you know what the key to this was? I wasn't in it. That's why those were bad. And they were like, I don't know. I think he's deaf in a way where he chooses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and obviously the Rock and Sock connection is just classic fucking funny straight man, funny man. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, just a goof in a in a wig, and then it turns out that the guy who tried to kill him in front of his son. Best reason for a tag team that uh, and his daughter. Oh yeah, um, and his wife. Best reason for a tag team to break up. 
You didn't read my book, you son of a bitch. Yeah, man. Just that's what Heartbreaking, it- too. And then the even more amazing part, he did read it, and it was that bitch Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> this is when wrestling ruled. And that's the classic thing of, like, The Rock being a baby face was he would do one nice thing every six weeks. Yeah. Was like, and it wasn't that nice. Do you remember when he said uh, the, what, there was like a security guard, like an old lady security guard, and he was like, "Why don't you shove a fucking s- like shove something up your ass?" But then he decides not to say it to her, and then like he's like, "Well, he is changing." Someone pointed this out, which is in the logic of the WWE. The Rock came back when another company was invading the WWF, and how he told everyone he's on the WWF side is he rock bottomed Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, he starts feuding with Triple H because Austin is starting to break down at this point. And this is the thing I don't think anyone can really appreciate. So yeah, about. this is when the Attitude Era, I would actually say, gets pretty stupid. This is the Rock. Well, this- year 2000 is when they have their best writing because it's like the Rock's out doing Scorpion King. And That's correct. Austin is out because he's like just been living and wrestling with a broken neck for a million years. Yeah. They have to rely on Triple H. They don't skip a beat because... The Mick Foley becomes who, so solid. And also, who helps Triple H be yeah, the of champion? Of course, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Get me Mick Foley. Let's get him to... Let's figure it all let's out. Let's get the shit beaten out of him. The Rock is filming Scorpion King with Adebisi from Oz um, somewhere. Rikishi hits him with a car. Rikishi ends. He ends, not ends, but he caps Rikishi and Billy Gunn's career during this point. Yeah, he really... He yeah, he quietly does a uh, he quietly does a Triple H 2004 and 2000 with Rikishi and... Uh, basically, if your buttocks is part of your gimmick, stay the fuck away from The Rock. Well, it's also like your gimmick... You're trying to make a guy... It's, it's their fault because like they're trying to make his gimmick that he's serious, but he's like wearing a thong. Well, this was the point... And then he, he ends his career with, shut your damn mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Well, this is the point... <laughs> Which is like still calling someone a fatty. Is well, good. this was the point that my friend Ross made when I explained this to him uh, at the time of why mm-hmm. it was so stupid. And he was like, I'll tell you right now, I'd watch a match if Rikishi just gave The Rock a stink face for a super long time, and then their match was, you touched your ass to my face, and that was bad. I was like... Yeah, why the fuck didn't they ever do that? And why it was is the Rock was like, Rock was the face. He's not touching my. It, but make him the heel is the idea of Rikishi's the bad guy. You can't be like Rikishi ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's the face now. No, I'm agreeing with you. But you yeah. make Rikishi as the bad guy still stink face the Rock. Yeah. As a way for them to have a match. Stink face. Because the whole point was we need to do something else with Rikishi. He's so over. Like that's the other thing is. The, what it was was, and it's like, but the weird thing about the WWF is they're like, he's really over. We don't want to lose the dancing, though. <laughs> he has a Iron Man match with uh, Triple H. Best Iron Man match uh, in the history of the. You fest. think so? It is. I like when there's a lot of falls, not just like so one. many falls. There's five falls. There's six to five. Yeah. It is awesome, uh, and you got. By the way, you want to see Triple H or you want to see HBK on that. COC, that's short for cocaine. Oh, I thought he was cock. No, no. He's well, high on getting railed. He certainly is, wouldn't you be? Uh, yeah, he's high. How crazy would it be if you found out he did not do cocaine? He just got fucking done in the butt a bunch, and then <laughs> it made him crazy, and that's why his eyes like that, because he had such a good time. His eyes rolled back in the head so much, and now he's convinced himself. With I gotta tell you, every bad. time anyone brings up Shawn Michaels' eye, all I think is, man, I need to call Brendan Burns. Brendan Burns was so <laughs> obsessed with Shawn Michaels' eye. Like, Dude, you know what made me obsessed was when in Christian DX, when Shawn still had the long hair, and they would literally edit they would post photos on WWE.com 
and then they would take the photo down of Sean and re-edit them and fill in his bald spot. It was crazy. Yeah, that guy is so... That, Sean Michaels is top three people you don't want to be on an airplane with because he's going to be fucking rude to a screaming kid. Hey! Hey! Some people are trying to read a fucking hunting magazine. Hey, some people are trying to read the latest Q drop. Yeah, excuse me. First of all, Dylan, there hasn't been a Q drop in over two years. You app- yeah, there, there was has. one. There was one. It was still thinking about you. Yeah. XO, listening. XO. Yeah. Gossip Girl. XOXO. It was very weird. Gossip Guy. Imagine if Q turned out also Ooh. being Gossip Girl. I've been, th- I've been throwing that conspiracy around for years. Um, why don't we have Gossip Girl flags on our lawn? Uh, wait <laughs> I believe in Gossip Excuse Girl. Excuse me. You do not have a Gossip Girl flag on your lawn? <laughs> I do now. You just have, in your backyard, you just have four Canadian flags. My fa- One of my favorite things about your house. So The Rock. Just in case you get drunk and confused what country you're in. The it's Rock. Canada. Everything, the, everything about the Attitude Era is super defined to me because it's like 97, 98, you're thinking Austin, and then 98, 2000, you're thinking The Rock. But The Rock really hits his stride in 2000 and 2001, and that's why that's why that WrestleMania is supposed to be the best of all time, WrestleMania 17, is so bittersweet, and I never would watch it again because it just the symbolism is like, oh, things are going to be bad immediately after this. Yeah. Everyone, everyone they get. Every single character in 2000 is firing on all cylinders. They're all amazing. Oh, yeah, It's baby. a perfect wrestling show where it's, like, funny and serious at the exact same time. It takes itself as serious as you should. I Just looking over this stuff, it's like, I forgot totally. This is the rise of Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. This is the rise of Chris Christian. This is the rise of Chris Jericho. The tag division, Hardy Boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dudleys. Um, they get the Radicals in, obviously. Eddie... They immediately, this is the crazy part, they immediately push Jericho. Jericho's supposed to be, like, the dude. Which is, like, I get why they push Jericho, because, like, even though they don't really like him, it's, like, the whole thing of, like, the way Cody Rhodes is being pushed now, it's like, okay, well, you need people in WCW to see that if they come over here, they will immediately be pushed. Yeah, completely. I actually do think that there's a bit of a, di- I think that Chris Jericho in that moment was a bit, It was a, he was actually a bit of a disservice because he was also away from the NWO. He was sort of his own thing. Well, he and also, they didn't his character let him was be a super mid-card shitty heel. And, all, yeah. and they didn't, they let him get back to that very quickly at the Fed. But the reason why they stutter started is they put him with all their really best talkers. And then they were like, what the fuck? And it's like, no, you need to keep him away from them for a bit. You need to have him come out and annoy the shit out of some people that can't talk so that then the fans think he's in their lead. You know what I mean? Because it's that thing of... Well, and also he... I mean, if you've read Jericho's book, it's like he didn't wrestle WWE style and Vince thought he was a terrible wrestler because he'd been wrestling cruiserweights. He had to change his finishing move because he was doing the lion tamer and he can't do that to taller opponents, that type of stuff. Although he weirdly didn't change it. He just turned the finisher into the Boston Crab. Yeah, it became the Boston Crab, exactly. But for, like, the like the, the only time it was actually the Lion Tamer, which was, like, an awesome fucking move, was um, against X-Pac, which was a fucking... See, oh, are we, is it haunted? Um, that is probably... No, here's the fun thing about the garage, is the cat sometimes goes on the roof. And then you hear my cat walking around on the roof. Anyway, um... Utterly terrifying. They get the big show, which is crazy... How, like, they have everything firing on all cylinders except for this big signing they think is going to be transformative, and then immediately 
The Rock's like, you're fat and you're a loser, and then everyone high fives. Big Show cries. Yeah, Big Show cried a lot. It was really weird. It was also the weirdest way to debut. You cry. That's your fucking. It was the weirdest way to debut SmackDown. And coming up on Thursday on UPN, this fully grown man cries. Bathtub full of cum match. Whoever wins gets the cum. Dylan, I'm going to say this right now. We've been speaking for 90 minutes about The Rock. I think it's time to take a five minute pee break because I have to pee. Okay, cool. I'll pee too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come after the break. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about The Rock's weird heel turn. This will be episode one. The Rock. It will not. We're doing this all as one episode. Do not listen to Dylan. Fuck you. 